Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Update. Oh, and I'm as positive as maybe I've ever been on this ep- on this podcast, Chuck Mockler. What does down 02 mean? Nothing. It means no- nothing it these means days. Absolutely nothing. Uh, we are Lockdown Clippers, part of the Lockdown NBA Network. We bring you Clippers news and things five times a week. We absolutely do. 7 a.m. Also, welcome back, by the way. Sorry we didn't have you on the last episode. Don't welcome back me. Why? I like you went behind you back. my back to record a secret <laughs> podcast. Did it work? Uh, I don't know. There's a knife in my back. So yes, <laughs> All it right, worked. We'll get that figured out. Uh, anyways, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're gonna kick things off with a game three recap. Ooh, of that just glorious, glorious dub Oof. over the Suns. Uh, I, I still can't believe that the Clippers won a Western Conference Finals game at Staples. Huge blow to the stock of the Suns and Four oh, guy. Oh, Suns and Four guy. He's down bad. He's in shambles. Uh, anyways, we're going to talk about what we liked from that game as well as a couple things that we didn't like. Uh, just kind of an overall how we're feeling so far on the series. And then looking ahead in segment two, we're going to talk about game four. Sort of what we need mm-hmm. to do well again and what we don't need. Which I like. There's one very big thing we don't need that we will uh, get into. Absolutely. And then in shavings, uh, another shout out to the Batum Battalion, which Dude. is great. And uh, Timothy Parker. What? That's just fantastic and, work right there. And Cinderia Stormwell is throwing shade on Twitter. We love it. It's also Friday, so we have a love Mary quarantine for you every single Friday. Uh, we rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers. It's yeah, close. Now, but first, gotta let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'll tell you one thing we did enjoy. We're getting right into it. The Clippers win game three, 106-92. Biggest margin of victory in the series. Just Largest with, margin of victory, yeah. Would like to point that out. No valley hoop tonight. <laughs> um, it was Chris Paul's return, which we're going to talk about later. Felt, again, very surreal to be... The Clippers getting their first Western Conference win at Staples against Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Yeah, um, a lot of emotions. We're what gonna a start twisted off, web we weave. Very true. <laughs> We're gonna start off with what we liked, and the first thing is Paul flipping George. He said, <laughs> "He said, Coach T, I got us in this one, and he did. <laughs> Twenty-seven, fifteen, and eight. Did not shoot the ball well from three, but he was aggressive, which we like to see. Got to the line seven times. Yeah." Second most that. on the team. Um, buzzer beater to end the third. Okay, so this... And we can't stress how important that this buzzer beater was. This is, like, aside from game ending or, like, walk-off shots... Right. One of the most insane buzzer beaters. Yes. They, like, he had two defenders on him. They let him get into a dribble. There's 1.1 seconds left. Yeah, they let him get into a dribble, step, shoot. It was Beautiful. He takes that. Um, he he makes a half court shot every game, um, pregame during his shoot around. That's how he ends it. There was literally the minimum amount of time left on the clock for it to be quote unquote seconds. There was one point one seconds yes. left. And this, so here's the sequence: Kennard hit a three, which was huge, and then managed to foul a shooter right after that with one point one second. And we we're like, oh damn, the third's gonna end. This is gonna be good. Paul George, that was such a big momentum shot. Staples went insane. Yeah, he fouled, was that Torrey Craig? 
Doesn't matter. Doesn't um, matter. <laughs> um, it was it was fantastic. I mean, Paul George, look, we're gonna need it again in Game Four. Like we can't. This victory was fantastic. We're still down two one. We need it in Game Four. But is is there any reason to doubt that he cannot step up in Game Four? Like I'm not sure. The Paul George uh, haters have anything left in the tank? No, no. I mean, no. He's gonna come up big again. I mean, what I love is just the 15 boards and like Dude. eight assists. Yeah. I I mean, it's just so huge. Um, and you know, he would have had the most boards on the team tonight if someone else. Let's get into it. Also had a damn fine game. Zoo. This is his best game of the playoffs. This I is think, his best game as a Clipper. I, it's yeah. a Western Conference Finals. He put up a double double on DeAndre Ayton. No, like, absolutely, absolutely. He finished with 15 and 16. One more board than Paul George. Huh. Way to go, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but he he uh, he hit, also hit nine of his ten free throws, and he was crucial on the defensive end. He was absolutely necessary. It was just like <sighs> Tyloo kind of talked about it in the post game, where he said. Still, and this was the post game after this great game by Zoo, he said he's still kind of getting his legs under him. There's this adjustment period for Zoo, it feels like every playoffs. Well, even the first, even way back when against the Warriors, yeah, which feels like a hundred years okay, ago. Okay, well, that was a terrible matchup, and he didn't have the right coach. No, that's what I'm saying. Towards the end, there were flashes of like, oh, he maybe figured it out. Yeah. And now we're seeing him and Pat Bev, which we can go into it, are peaking at the right time because Patrick Beverly was also unbelievably clutch in this game. I mean, he was massive. Before we get into him, though, yeah, we just got to finish sure. on Zoo. Uh, I, I felt like with Chris Paul back in, I mean, the concern was that he would kind of roast Zoo. Right. Like, try to seek out that mismatch. He So, Zoo was getting hunted on some on offense by the Suns, but they just weren't hitting shots. Yeah. He, he really held his own, and I, I thought that he, like, sort of stayed his ground well. There were only a couple of times where he would kind of come up really high uh, yeah. in, in, like in the point sure. of attack and kind of be on an island. And those possessions are still going to make me nervous because it's yeah. still just a guard on a center well, in, it's Chris in Paul. space. It's Chris Paul yeah. who we've seen destroy centers. Right? Uh, but he did a great job. But let's move on to Pat because we got to talk Pat. He's peaking at the absolute right time. He had the most Patrick Beverly stat line in the Western Conference final you could have. He had eight and six. He was plus 24. Hit two of his six threes, which was great. One of them was in the last two minutes when the Clippers just decided to fully put their foot on the gas. And only two personal fouls. The fouls. He's like, at his peak right now. The the job that he did on Devin Booker uh, while managing to only pick up two fouls is just masterful. It's insane. Uh, uh, we also uh, super uh, missed his rebounding. He did have six boards yep. in this one. And, like, <laughs> the Pat board is just... It's like a momentum play. Uh, it's not. It, it's not usual that you see uh, a, an offensive rebound that makes you go, that makes you kind of react like someone dunked. Yes. Yeah. He just comes and Terrence Mann does it. Terrence Mann soaks up so much from Patrick Beverly. You can tell. Oh yeah. They get the same offensive boards where you're just like, where the fuck did that guy come from? Luke also had Luke, who we also got to talk about, had a great sort of. Oh. He had, he had a, a, a flying board at one point, which was great. Uh, look, the adjustment to have Luke in over Rondo, I feel like after oh. Rondo... We're, 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 we're going to talk about We're going to talk more Rondo <laughs> later, but th the adjustment to have Luke in uh, soaking up those minutes, I think, was 
was a positive adjustment in this game. For sure. Uh, what else do we want to talk in what we like? I mean, Reggie freaking Jackson. <laughs> okay, buddy. Now you're talking my language. Dude, 23 points, 3 assists, 2 steals, 53% from the floor, 38% from 3. I mean, he's needed as much on the court as off. Paul George is talking about how they're, they're like, they consider each other brothers. Like, yeah. This is... He's so clutch for the locker room. He's playing the best basketball of his life. He's so damn During good. these playoffs, not even this round. And and just a side note too, if you're a fan and you're you've ever like you've been at the game since game 6, he is pumping the crowd up. Full on. Yep. He loves it. I hope he really enjoys playing here because I really want him back next Please year. Please never leave, Reg. <laughs> Please never leave. Um Terrence man Game changer, yet again. Yes. There was some early drama. He was swapped in for Marcus Morris in the starting lineup, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. Brilliant adjustment. Morris is out. Yeah, brilliant adjustment. Lucas Hahn had a take that I really like. He said the big adjustment with Terrence Mann starting was for Mann and Bev to guard um, Chris Paul and Booker so that PG could switch um, off a guard defensively and conserve energy. Makes Very sense. true. Terrence Mann's an energy guy. He has legs. Him and Bev have just more legs than everyone else right now. Well, and they're both, I, I mean, they're both great on these guards. I mean, Terrence Mann mm-hmm. has so much size on Chris Paul. Yep. And he... And athleticism. Dude, there's some, like, it, it feels like Terrence Mann athleticism is underrated when it comes to shot creation. The way that he moves, he hit a, a turnaround jumper, I think, so in the third quarter, he went five of six. We came out swinging. He had 10 points in the third quarter. Him and yeah. BG both had 10. He was like plus 20-something in the third. There's these turnaround jumpers that he can pivot off of that only can happen because of his athleticism. Oh, definitely. And I'm so excited. I know this is far down the road to see what happens when he gets even more responsibility with this team. Yeah. Because the scoring is fun. And as his game develops, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's yeah sophomore player. Yeah. Second year. Um, saw some lineups that we absolutely loved from Ty Lue. Yes. There's really only one misstep, which we're going to talk about right after this. Um, but we saw Reggie, Bev, Man, PG, and Zoo. No one was mad at that. Reggie, Luke, Man, PG, and Zoo. I love Luke Kennard. Was very clutch tonight in his minutes. He needs to get all of Rondo's movements moving forward. Um, I, I'm so I'm so ripped off this win. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I can't believe it. Let's get into what we didn't like real quick. Uh, Rajon Rondo. Yes, which we're going to talk we'll more about We'll dive into it more next, next segment, but he but, should not uh, be playing anymore. It, it was bad. He had three turnovers in seven minutes. What, he, what's another thing we didn't like? Because we can't deep dive on Rondo right now, but we will. Overall, just the turnovers, look, it wasn't terrible. We had 11 to the Suns, 10, right. but... Came it, in bunches. It was just more the time that they were happening. We like, had none in the first quarter. Yes. And then, because of a certain player, we had about three in like 45 seconds. They were just momentum killers. Anytime right. we had something positive going or... This anytime, could have been a bigger victory. Yeah, or anytime the Suns kind of, you know, started to rally back. So it, it wasn't great. It's my only knock on PG's performance overall. He had six turnovers. Like I said, Rondo had three in seven minutes. So one was... Worse than than the other. It was 100%. Um, another kind of issue, what's up with Batum? And this is a legitimate concern, I think, that's fair to have. Yes. He's got, it's either fatigue or a, He's taking a, a, knock. a hard knock. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, his play's been limited. He played, yeah, like 13 minutes in this one. Look, defensively, he's taking a little bit of a step back. Still did have a steal and a block in this game. Um, 
But yeah, I, I don't know. You know this podcast. You know our hearts go out to Nick Batum. We do. And the Clipper Spencer, which we're going to talk about later. But hey, we got the win. We the did. work, the job is not even close to being done. Let's ride this high. Three more wins, baby. Be excited going into work when you listen to this podcast. But no, still a lot of work to be done. Coming up, we're going to be talking adjustments for game four. But first, we got to give a shout out to Bet Online. Oh, please do. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA playoffs are happening. And if you're betting on the Clippers, I hope you only start when they're down 0 2. Um, bet Online covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Bachelorette popping off. Get your bets off. I'm not watching the show. I did see that one dude like drives a creepy van or something. Huh. And like a weird RV and he like sells skin. I don't know. Skin? It's in the zeitgeist. You can bet on it if you want it. Bet online. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to su- sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On. All cap letters, one word, for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so we're back, and we're looking ahead to Clippers Suns Game 4. So, Charles, Oof. what do we need in Game 4? So, uh, look, there's the obvious. We need Paul George, which we're going to talk about uh, in a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. But we didn't talk about this much in the first segment. We're we are going to need another gutsy performance from Marcus Morris. Okay. Ty Lue mentioned yeah. um, after game three that they weren't even sure that he was going to be able to play. He was in the starting lineup, kind of this weird last second, uh, as <laughs> as the fantastic athletic Clippers writer La Murray says, late scratch season. Yeah. That hit again with uh, Terrence Mann coming in. I'm ki- I'm pretty concerned about this. He only had, you know, he obviously saw limited action. In game three, it was 23 minutes, which if you can, if you're hobbled and you're still playing 23, we need it. Yeah. He did go two of two from three, but I mean, we're going to need him to gut. And honestly, I want him to gut out defensive possessions. I don't care if he's taking shots. We need him more on the defensive end in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I, I think that's the big thing because um, his offense, you know, has been sort of mercurial throughout these Throughout Career? these playoffs, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like defensively, uh, you know, he is he he is a positive impact player. Uh, even in this game in limited time, he had five boards. So it's it, he's a crucial piece, uh, and we do need him as close to you know at least eighty five percent, eighty percent as we can get. Uh, another thing that we need is just continued. Incredible defense on this Phoenix backcourt. So what is up with that? Because I, I'm not sure we're gonna get this. Is, look, Booker had a bad game. Look, I said last game that game two loss that we were a little bit down about. Yeah, but we don't count this team out. Uh, that I did not think we would get a better defensive performance on Devin Booker than we got in game two. Home cooking. Guess what? We did in game three. He was also wearing a mask. Which I was at first worried about. I'm because wor- you either go off with. The I'm mask worried about a player or you play bad with the mask. I'm worried about a player wearing a mask. Agreed. Um, but it was great if Bev is playing this way on Devin Booker. I mean, dude, five of twenty-one, one of seven from three. Like they held Devin and CP to fifteen apiece. DeAndre Aiden was their leading scorer. That's I'm, gonna be a win for the. Clippers. I mean, didn't Reggie Jackson and. Pat Bev score more than CP3 and Devin Booker combined? Yes. We might. So I don't know if we're going to get that again. 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But we need the energy for that to happen to be there, if that makes sense. I mean, look, it's Pat Bev and, and Terrence Mann are just, I love that defensive matchup against these two guards. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I was worried I, about it. Because Terrence Mann, Terrence Mann has drawn some of the most insane assignments. Yeah. For someone in his, like, position in the league, right? Like, even during the regular season, it was like, hey, guard Kemba. Yeah. Hey, guard Steph. And now he's he's able to take these um, these assignments and play pretty admirably. Yeah, so one thing that has been interesting to note, I feel like, in this series is, you know, we struggle with dynamic backcourts, but we've had a lot more success against Devin Booker and now in at least one game, Devin Booker and, and CP3, right. than we had against the Lucas or... You know, Donovan. which I don't get because we talked about this before we we started this pod, but like Luca and Donovan Mitchell, two very different players. Oh, in yeah. terms of how they play, yeah, for sure. Booker also very different from them, but somehow against Booker, other than the forty point triple double, which yeah. I we can't take any credit away from that. No, absolutely. Um, At, like we seem to have found a lane. To be able to make it more difficult for him. I'm not saying we figured out a way to stop Devin Booker. No, not at all. And like, you know, he he'll he'll adjust. Great players do. Right. Um, but I have been impressed with the like the resistance we've been able to provide thus far. Very much so. Um we also gotta hit some threes in game four. Mm. Right? Like, are we gonna go for volume? So that I, first quarter made my like head explode. was like a jazz first quarter. Yeah, we took 13 threes in that first quarter. I mean, we ended on uh, ended up only taking 34 overall, but yeah. um, we only made two more than the Suns. Yeah. Yeah, I Look, there are times when like they're showing us kind of a zone look, mm-hmm. so it does make sense to to put up the attempts. Right. I wonder if we you know, I don't know that it was a conscious decision, but I would guess that it was when we weren't hitting them to be like, okay, well, we got to try something else now. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. This kind of goes into the, like, like what we don't need. And you have a note in here that says, so we have our eight-man rotation, right? Right? Do we? Right? So I hope we do. Um <laughs> So this is assuming, like, look, here's the Rondo's thing. Rondo's out. Rondo's got to be out of the he rotation. Passed. He We almost lost game three because Rajon Rondo came in, turned the ball over like four times, wasn't initiating the offense, and was just ass Yeah, all around. No, I, I agree. Um, look, assuming that, that Nick Batum is... At least at a level percentage, knock wise, health wise, to continue to play, it's got to be him, Kennard, Morris, Bev, Reggie, Zoo, Man, and George. Absolutely, that's our eight man. I think the ceiling. We're for good ba- to go. I think the ceiling for Batum right now is twenty minutes. I mean, I'm not gonna go that far. I don't know. I mean, he played fifteen in this one. He played what eighteen in game two. He'll go forty. <laughs> okay, I, I mean, I hope. Uh, but that means Terrence, like Terrence Mann needs Rondo's minutes. Luke Kennard needs Rondo's minutes. Like, he's such a net negative right now that, look, I wasn't a fan of the Rondo trade. I wanted it to work out. and But, I mean, dude, seven minutes minus eight. We already ate our crow 
on the Rondo trade, and we were fucking right. So here's Ron. Here's Rondo's stat line: zero points, uh, zero rebounds, zero assists, one steal, three turnovers, and it almost cost us the game. Yeah, he's got to get DNPs, and I'm I'm really sorry. It was like a nine point swing when he I was want on the it court. to work. It's not. I want it to work. I want Rondo to come in. I would love and for Rondo have to be great. Are you kidding? And like nine assists. We're like, oh, I didn't even know that guy was open. I want regular season Rondo back. How about that? Hot take. Give us regular season Rondo instead of whatever this version of playoff Rondo is. Yeah. Um, we need more adjustments. I think that CP3. I think we need less adjustments. <laughs> okay. Well, here's my thing. I so like Chris Paul being back. I wasn't a big fan of the like theory that Chris Paul being back was going to slow their offense to the point that it was an advantage for the Clippers, which was a take that was kind of going around. I think this game was a knock-the-rust-off game. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what happens game four, now that he's actually seen the court and understands what the Clippers are throwing at him. I mean, the biggest threat, the, uh, the biggest thing that we don't need is we don't need a, another big campaign game. So- oh, we didn't even shit. Campaign out for the second half. Yeah. Which was very obviously a huge issue for the Suns. Absolutely. Can't believe we forgot that. Um, No word on what his status is for game four. I can't imagine he doesn't play. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to play. Literally. I think you're totally right. Um, I don't want an angry CP3. That's fair. Yeah. in, In game four. I don't want an angry campaign. I'm far more worried about him than CP at this point. Oh, bold. Um, what else do we need? What do we not need in game four? Uh, just turnovers. Dude. Turnovers. There were some times in this game where it was like, PG, you've been fighting. You're very tired. You don't need to throw that pass to the fan on the second row. He had like two back-to-back at one point, which was uh, a little... Uh, yeah. Makes you a little nervous, but... A little nervous, you know? Well, I mean, he, he, play, he played what forty-two minutes of what was essentially a forty-six-minute game. Yeah, um, makes sense. It'll happen. It absolutely will. Um, do we want to even? I'm worried about Book. I don't know if he's going to have three bad games in a row. Do we want to even attempt to predict what's going to happen on Saturday for Game Four? Tell you what's going to happen. We're going to tie this thing up. Oh. Two-two, baby. William, the fantastic opinion update. Um, <laughs> We're tying this thing up. I'll tell you one thing. I'm getting crab cakes on Saturday. Last time I had crab cakes, Clips got a pretty fat dub. Yeah, and the fans at home better be lo- even louder. Than they were, they were great. Tonight. So they, they were great. Fans were great tonight. Now people uh, for actually a week ha- night, hard time to get there. Now people have time to get to the arena when it's going to start. It's going to be fantastic. Um, coming up. We're going to be talking just a whole bunch of random stuff, just trying to decompress this energy from this fantastic win. But first, Will, if I were to eat a protein bar, what protein bar should I eat? Uh, you should eat Built Bar. Best tasting protein bar on the market. Okay. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. Comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors for those with allergies. The six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Ooh, 
Yummy! The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, but the best part about Built Bar is that they're healthy. Yes. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, all the great lows, all the great highs that you want. Check out this flavor profile. What? Peanut butter, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams sugar, five grams net carbs. Wow, amazing. And right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. For a limited time, you can get a free cooler with purchase. That's wall supplies last. So go ahead and get on this. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome to Shavings. Hey. Hey, what's up? Um, we got to start us off with the biggest shout-out to Timothy Parker um, over at Spectrum News 1 and Clipper Spencer. They did a le- There was a legitimate news segment about the Batum Battalion. Love it. My heart was so full. Yes. Like... You um, got, once again, y'all did this. You did the this. The fans did this. Yes. You all did this. Joseph Fry Award, Will Updike, and myself were just on a podcast. We thought of the idea, and y'all have taken this. Nick Batum did a little bit by playing fantastic basketball on NBA level, whatever. I'm just kidding. We very much need you. And Lily Batum, thank you so much. This is just like, what a day. Yeah. You know? Um, the funniest part about this segment was that it was, like, they went to his house, Clipper Spencer's house, for game two. <laughs> and they filmed it, like, for the whole game. There's a cut from the segment, like, right at the end that is very clearly Clipper Spencer <laughs> reacting to the oop. But they cut out the whole thing, so it's, like, not as rough. But that's just a good time. That's a great time. Um, no, I, like, yeah, just once again, shout out to everybody out there, like, Pat yourselves on the back. Sp- Clipper Spencer you got this it. thing going. Yeah, Clipper Spencer. Clipper Spencer, Spencer huge shout out. Here's at game three. Hope to see you at game four. Clipper Spencer, if you're going to game four, tweet at us, find us. We're going to be there. Um, love to get a pick. Whatever. Cinderius um, Thornwell was throwing shade at Doc Rivers on Twitter. You love to see it. Okay. He tweeted out, wish Doc let me hoop like Lou let man. And I'm coming at you with this. Fair or unfair? We covered. We started locked on clips. We started covering locked on clips in that seventeen eighteen season. Yeah, when Cinderius did start for a fair amount of games. Yes, is this fair? That wasn't even locked. That wasn't even locked on clips. That was the whole podcast. Shavings, man. Fair or unfair from Cinderius here? Uh, I see the sentiment. Look, I love Cinderius. Look, Cinderius was also once again like used more as a guard, and he's like once again like sort of one of these hybrid forwards who can kind of handle the ball uh but probably isn't best you know like running point uh you know if if he was in a situation where (laughs) he had the same talent around him as terrence mann maybe uh, and he was expected to you know like play some defense and hit some open threes sure but like that wasn't the situation for that team at the time uh, and it wasn't the situation for him later when he was getting the Cinderius stints. He's also like played on a couple other teams. Like I love Cinderius, great defensive player, but he's played on a team as good as the Clippers in a role at, like Terrence Mann. As good as this Clippers team? Yeah. I don't know about that. 
that that's what I'm saying. I'm asking you the oh, question. Oh, no, not at all. Absolutely not. Um, but I also like... Makes you think, huh? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just I, so here's the first plan. I don't know, man. I, I like I have, think about Terrence Mann on the 17-18 team, and Terrence Mann on that team averages like 22. Do we know that? I, it's pretty. He averages more than what Sundarius averaged, which was less than 10. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> and we love Sundarius. No, I don't know. Sundarius had one of the funniest interactions I've seen. Is he was FaceTiming with Trez back in the good old days, and Trez was on the team. <laughs> um, and he was laughing about how he had the gallo injury, which means he wasn't really hurt. <laughs> I was like, God damn, dude. Like, I don't know. Um, shout out Sundarius. Hope everything's doing well. Um, also, I think, this is, I think this is more indicative of what guys who are maybe not in the first rotation feel about Doc. And I think that really affects the team. You know what I mean? Like, I think Ty Lue gives every single person on the team the belief that they can come in and do what Terrence Mann did. And I think Doc doesn't. Because we've seen some other players who aren't, you know, as marquee of guys kind of say this thing where it's like you're not really a, a, a concern. Well, it's it's interesting because you hear players who are even like huge parts of the system, right? Like even like a J.J. Redick or something where – they speak about kind of not being sure of, yeah. of, of how... What am I supposed to be doing? Like, of how their piece fits in the whole picture, right? right? Um, and that's for someone who's, you know, a, a pretty significant It's like J.J. Reddick where it's like, you have one piece to fit in here. No, it, it, exactly, exactly. So you, you got to think that some of these guys uh, who you're trying to develop or, or you know, bench guys or whatever you want to... However you want to refer to them, um, it, it makes sense that there's a lot of frustration there and there's not really an opportunity for you to like improve or elevate to something because yeah. you have no idea even what you're supposed to be doing. hundred percent. Uh, so I do think that it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different thing with Ty Lu. I mean, I don't know. We've talked, how many times have we talked about like next man up? Uh, I, I think that that is contagious because you know, that's something that he makes the locker room feel. Yeah. He, you know, he makes you feel like you need to be ready because you know what? You might, we might need you. Yeah. And we have a role for you, and we know how to use you, and we just need you to do what you're good at. It's fantastic. I love Ty Lue so much. Um, there's a you great quote. You spend the wallpaper on my phone for like <laughs> fucking 14 months. Um, there's a great report that the Clippers call <laughs> Ty Lue Bill Belichick because he's just so intense. Richard Jefferson talked about he's Interesting. Here. Richard Jefferson said he's the only coach that can go toe to toe mentally with LeBron and call him out in game 7. Love that it. dude, he's such a damn good coach. Um God, Tyler was great. All right, moving on. Love Mary Quarantine. Let's do it. This is our last show before Monday. Um we're doing giveaway ideas for game 4 at Staples. So if you work at Staples, not at Staples. You do a great job if you work at Staples. If you're the promotion company that handles this. Yes. Probably outsourced. Um, here's some giveaway ideas for Game 4 at Staples. You're picking one to love. You're picking one to spend the rest of your life with. And you're picking one to maybe just get away from you because it's got the Delta variant. Um, first option, blue blocker sunglasses. Very surface level joke because we're playing the Suns. Uh, I had a professor... Uh, in college, who always wore the blue blockers. Right. We'd go out to the dock and smoke cigarettes. It was, I mean, it was a solid time. Go out to the dock? Uh, th- yeah. Did you were... go to school for 
dock <laughs> the, workers? There was a loading dock on oh, the back okay, of that, one of the buildings. Right. Yeah. Um, what else do we got in here? <laughs> uh, everyone gets a kid, which is a baby goat. Oh, right. Okay. With, with a Paul George brand. <laughs> Ooh, okay. That's, hey, look. Branding is very useful. You need to identify uh, your livestock. I like this one. What else we got on there? Before the game starts or after the game? What? Like, do they have to sit with the goat the whole time? Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, so it we'll, goes to be one of the tattoo brands, which uh, apparently is much nicer for the animal. All right. I used to work on a ranch. Anyway, um, and I branding, it's just the thing that happens. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that pleasant for the animal. Oh, of course not, but it's a one-time thing. You know, give them the brand, they're good to go. Yeah. It's like yeah. a cool tattoo. Um, Luke Kennard masks, which the whole crowd wears at all times. Maximum terror for the other so team. So is this a is this a like a COVID kind of mask or a full face mask? Oh, this is like a uh, what's the movie where they wear the president's masks? It's a latex full face. Mask. Oh yeah, we're talking oh. Mission Impossible mask. All right. Yeah. Okay. And that's the only mask that you're allowed to wear in the building. All right. I'm. I'm. And all... <laughs> you have to eat with it on. I'm already loving this. <laughs> all right. And what's the last one we got? Uh, Serge Ibaka bucket hats. He loves a bucket. He's like early schoolboy Q. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Um, what do you love on Marion and Quarantine? I'm loving the Luke Kennard mask. I, a full, <laughs> a full, like, if you walked into a stadium, stadium of people wearing full face latex masks, I'd, I would maybe forfeit. It'd be terrifying. <laughs> I wouldn't maybe forfeit. Uh, I would probably give up. What are you marrying? Uh, I'm marrying, oh man. I'm marrying bucket hats. I'm marrying blue blockers. I might be marrying everything. Hey man, it's 2021. You can marry <laughs> you can marry whatever, whoever you want, dude. It's great. I'm quarantining nothing. Alright, cool. I am I'm loving that everyone gets a, a kid. A, a baby goat. That's a fun time. Yeah. I think it should happen post-game though. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Cause that way it's like. Yeah, I'll feed it a I'll feed it a bacon wrapped hot dog. That's seems fun. Or it's like, I'm good. I don't have enough room in my car to take it home. <laughs> I think that's fine. Um What if you thought it was a bobblehead? Like it was in a box and then you open it and you're like, oh my god, there's a live ah, goat in here. Goat. Goats also look, welcome to Locked on Goats. Goats are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. Oh, I've never thought they were dumb. They'll figure your shit out. Um I'm going to marry... sneak up on you. <laughs> they will. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to marry uh, Luke Kennard masks. Yeah. I think, so here's the dream giveaway for the Clippers. The Kawhi Leonard Hulk hands, obviously. Yes. The Luke Kennard mask. Yeah. And then, this one's a little harder, wine in a box with the Vita Zubats, which is just... Everyone Vita's, gets a box of wine? Yeah, Vita Zubats branded. <laughs> it's Eastern European. It tastes I mean, really weird. It. <laughs> um, and it's I'm, Bruno. I'm, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I'm quarantining nothing. Okay. This is all great. All love. It's, it's all love after a game three win. Oof, I've just been huffing this hope so much. Monday's episode. We're coming at you on Monday. We're taking the weekend off. Yes. We're going to be at the game. going to be a fun time. Um, recap of game four versus the Suns. LFG, boys. Everybody LFG. The Freshies. And of course, you know, it's a Luke Kennard progress report. Ohio Ooh. going crazy for Cannot these. wait. And then whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, which I can't stress enough, I hope is nothing other than the basketball game. Yeah. 
<laughs> Will, where can these very smart listeners... Oh, also, we haven't said this. Welcome to the Suns fans who might be listening. Yeah, if you're checking us out, thanks for Shout listening. out. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming through. Um, got a great host over there and Brendan Clean. Um, where can these uh, intelligent listeners... Uh, tell their you know local iron worker to maybe check us out where they're putting in much needed work for us you can check us out on itunes or the podcast app we're also on google Podcasts. we're on spotify we're on stitcher we're on deezer we're on amazon music you can always tell your smart speaker to play lockdown clippers if you want to do it hands-free hey it's great uh as we mentioned up top we do come at you monday through friday 7 a.m pacific we would love to have you listen we absolutely would. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.